Well, good morning and welcome. And it's, uh, it's lovely uh, to be able to share with you all. I was about to say, it's lovely to see you all. I can't see you, of course, but hopefully you can see me. And uh, thank you to Anna and Rachel uh, before Anna for those uh, contributions. My name's Dan, and I'm just gonna help us think a little bit, uh, just for a few minutes on that passage that Anna has just read for us. And of course, today is Valentine's Day. And this passage is like the ultimate Valentine's card from God to us. And it's such a shame that Georgia herself can't be here uh, to, to share this message with you, because this is her very favorite passage in the whole Bible. And if you've been joining us uh, online over the last uh, few weeks, you'll know that we've skipped a few chapters in Romans to get here. Don't worry, we're gonna go back and, and cover those other chapters that we've missed out. But this seems such a perfect passage for Valentine's Day, because Paul has been talking about uh, you know, unpacking the gospel story and using some quite complicated words and wrath and righteousness and judgment and faith and so on. But all of that has been like a crescendo building up to this passage here, which is all about the love of God for us and the incredible impact God's love has on our lives, not just on our hearts, but on our whole lives. And Paul has been asking lots of questions in this passage. So here's the first one. If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, when Paul says, if God is for us, he doesn't mean he's not sure if God is for us or not. The, the Greek word he uses there makes it absolutely clear that he is convinced that God is for us. So what he means is this. If God is for us, who can be against us? And, you know, if you trust in Jesus, God is for you. He's not against you. He's for you. And I wonder if you've really let that sink in to your heart. God is for you. Of course, there's other people and there's circumstances and Satan who might be against you. But God is always on your side, always for you. And when the all-loving and all-powerful and all-gracious God is on our side, then the opposition just doesn't compare. So if God is for us, who can be against us? No one. Nothing. Nothing compares to God. Now, here's the next question that Paul uh, poses for us. He says, well, look, if God didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Now, here's the wonderful reassurance about how much God loves us. Uh, a verse uh, a few chapters earlier in Romans says this, uh, God proves his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God's love is, is never just about words. Sometimes Valentine's cards, I mean, they're full of mushy words, aren't they? And sometimes that's all they are. They are just words. But God's love is never just words. It always follows through with actions. And he showed us how much he loved us by giving us the most precious thing, giving up the most precious thing he had, his son, for us. And he didn't wait until we deserved the gift or wait until we'd earned the gift. He said, while we were still sinners, he gave this to us. Isn't that amazing? And let me tell you, you can't earn God's love. Nothing will ever make God love you more than he does already. His love for you is, is unconditional. There's no ifs, no buts to it. He loves you. 
And here's Paul's logic, because God has uh, um, demonstrated so clearly how much he loves you, of course, he's going to give us everything else that we need as well. You know, he's hardly going to give us Jesus, but then hold back from giving us other things, is he? That wouldn't make sense. No, because he's for us, he's going to give us everything we need. And I think that's wonderful. And then here's the next question that Paul asks. He says, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who can condemn us? And the answer is no one. Because God has acquitted us and set us free and pardoned us and forgiven us. You know, other people might sometimes point the finger at us and, you know, I can't, I can't, there we go. Other people might point the finger at us um, and, uh, and tell us that we're not good enough. Sometimes we point the finger at ourselves and, and, and voices inside us say that we're not good enough. But God always says to us, not guilty. You're free to go. You see, God has chosen us and justified us by Jesus taking our punishment for our wrongdoing. And if God has justified us, no one can condemn us. No charge or smear or anything else is going to stick on us. And then here's the final question that Paul asks. He says, who or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he gives a big long list of things that he thinks the Christians in Rome thought might be able to separate them from the love of Christ. And he talks about hardship and distress and persecution and famine and poverty and danger and war. And can any of those things separate us from Christ's love? Well, the answer is no. But I wonder what you think might be able to separate you from Christ's love. Can COVID separate us from Christ's love? No. Can unemployment or furlough separate us from Christ's love? No. Can homeschooling separate us from Christ's love? No. Can illness or depression or anxiety or bereavement separate us from Christ's love? No. Can isolation or boredom separate us from Christ's love? No. Can bad sports results separate us from Christ's love? And I've had enough of those recently. No. Nothing can separate us from Christ's love. I thought that was a great uh, illustration from Rachel showing us the food colouring in the water. And how nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And Paul says it emphatically in all these words, in all these things. He says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Paul goes on to another long list of things that can't separate us. He says neither death nor life, neither angels nor rulers nor things present or things in, to come, uh, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So who or what can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing, nothing at all can separate you from God's love. So on this Valentine's Day, whether you received a card or not, 
remember God's Valentine's card to you. If you trust in him, his love for us is unconditional and nothing can ever separate us from his love. And elsewhere in the Bible, it tells us to keep ourselves in God's love. So if there's anything you feel is separating you from God's love, look again at this passage and be encouraged. Remind yourself that nothing can separate you from his love. Okay, I'll join without camera. So we're going to uh, worship again now. And uh, you feel free to join in with the words of this song if you want to, or just let the words uh, speak to you as you listen to them. And how deep the Father's love for us is uh, the next song that we're going to sing. So let's worship God together, praising him for his great love for us. And maybe whilst you listen to it, just have a think, you know, what do I think? What do you think might just be able to separate you from God's love? What feels as though it's separating you from God's love at the moment? And be honest about that with God and receive these promises of his sure love for you through the words of this song. So let's worship God together.